Welcome to Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. As a family in this house, our values are to live a life that is spirit-led and live a life that wholeheartedly we worship Him and live in authentic relationships. And we're talking now about family and it's because our value is to live authentic relationships. An authentic relationship with God and authentic relationships with one another. I'm not saying that we've attained that, that we're fully living that, no. But this is what God is forming amongst us. And it only happens if you have an authentic relationship with Him. And He set a framework, a parameter, or, or a picture of what that relationship is. And here is that picture. He adopted us so that you and I become the son and daughter of the living God. You are adopted. And that makes us siblings. That that makes us brother and sister. Not sure that's a good news for you, that I'm your brother. But whether you like it or not, you're stuck with me. Well, I'm stuck with myself, so you're stuck with me. You know, it's fair. I get to have you guys as my family because he adopted me and adopted you. I get to have the clue as my family because he adopted me and adopted him and his family. So when I go there, I feel amongst family. They treat me like family. When they have issues or or problems or something that they want to talk with, it's like, oh, we have our family with us. Let's talk about this. But you see, we live in a world where we don't really appreciate things. I don't know if you'd like this or not, doesn't really matter, think about it. Where we are ungrateful. We have that huge sense of entitlement. We live in that culture that, you know, you move from one year to the other without exams, whether you understand what you've learned or not. You just move. Because we don't want you to feel bad. (laughs) When you come last at the race, we give you a medal. (laughs) We live with that sense that whatever we do, whether it's good or bad, or whichever way we're living, 
well, I deserve it. L'Oreal, a company of makeup and stuff, came with that tagline years ago, you're worth it. So we've been living in that culture where we're thinking you're worth it. I'm here with a different news. No, you're not. You're not. You've been made worth it. But without him, you're not. You're not worth it. You're not amazingly beautiful. No, you're not. I'm not. I'm not saying that just about you. I'm, I'm all the more. I'm not. I came to know the Lord in 1985. I can tell you about myself before 1985, before I met the Lord. Someone who decided that God is not worth it, even at a certain time, I decided that he doesn't exist. And if he exists, he's not good. I'm his creation, and I say my opinion about him. A little boy of 17 years old, and I'm calling the shots. Yeah. What I know about myself is I was the enemy of God. Not really realizing that, but I, I stood against him. I was talking ill of him. I didn't respect him. I didn't honor him. I didn't give him his place in my life. I am my God. The Bible says about those people, I mean Paul in Ephesians 2, he's saying, you are enemies of God. As well it is said, you are by nature the sons of wrath. We all think that oh, we're all children of God. In a way, yes, because you're created by him. But that's not being a child of God as New Testament. Okay? No. Actually, Jesus is saying to the Jews, you know, the Jews, okay? Israel, the chosen people of God, the firstborn. Actually, you're the sons of the devil. How do you know that? We're the sons of Abraham. No, actually, you, you, you live according to your father. So you're living in darkness. You're not accepting the truth, the light. Well, you're doing his works. You're the sons of the devil. So all of us have natural fathers. I had a natural father, but I had as well a spiritual father. And my father, before I met Jesus, I tell you the truth, was the devil. And if you haven't met Jesus, I'm sorry if you're offended at what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, you want to be a child of God. You want to be a child of God. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me, by me.
And the good news is, his arms are open wide. His arms are open wide. His arms are open wide to you. So we read a few verses together. John 1. So the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And it says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Talking here about the Word is Christ, is Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. That includes us. In him was life. Now, in your Bibles, if you have, uh, you know, you know, there's real Bibles, you know, the paper one, under, underline that. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And underline light. This is a theme in John, life and light. You go to the epistle of John, again, light and life. Underline that so you can pay attention as you're going through uh, the Gospel of John and his writings. But look at this again. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 9, the true light that gives light, or you can as well say life, to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, because he made them, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right, in another version more accurate, the authority to become children of God. And if someone has a tissue, you can bless me with one. Uh, here is the thing. Without the light, without the life in Jesus, you are in darkness. Even while you're sitting here and there is a lot of light shining on you, well, you are in darkness. And though you think you're alive, and you are biologically alive, you're dead. You're dead. See, God wanted to create his children, so he created Adam and Eve in his image. Yeah? But he told them, if you, if you eat from that tree, which I'm telling you not to eat from, you will die. So here is something about death that most probably you don't think of it like that. Death, let's say, is a, is a spiritual being. Okay? Marlon, come. Really big, strong, spiritual authority. You see? And then, then just your finger, mate. Just your finger, okay? Touch. Then death touches you through your disobedience. 
through your disobedience. When you disobey and you don't submit to God, you don't obey him, and you obey the enemy, death, the highest authority in the enemy ranks, touches you. And here is what happens. You know, you know Mr. Freeze? Okay. I'm dead. I'm dead on the inside and I don't know it because I look alive. Thank you, man. But the light of the world came that you may have life and that you won't be in darkness. To undo that sting. You know, we're just think, singing about death, where is your sting? That sting of death that took authority over us, kept us bound in death, in darkness, would be undone. Undone. Okay, so Jesus did it. So we're all, we're all okay. We're all in the light. No, 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 no. To those who received him, those who believe in his name, he gave them authority to be and become a child of God. You see, adoption, we kind of think, well, so what? We're all children of God. No. No. Oh, we deserve because he, you know, I'm, I'm good and, and he's good. Yeah, isn't he? He's good. You know, it should be. No, that's not, that's not the case. No, you don't deserve to be adopted. You deserve death because you chose it. Michael was saying, you reap what you're sowing. You reap what you're sowing. That's what you deserve. That's what you deserve. But God's grace, God's mercy, is that you get, not just you don't get what you deserve, you get what you can never merit. That's grace. And that's adoption. Let's read together Ephesians 1. And we read from verse uh, 3. And it says, Pray, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. I'll stop here. You and I are blessed. Blessed. I don't know if you feel today blessed or not. But you are blessed. You're not just blessed. You are blessed with every. Everyone say every. 
every, every spiritual blessing, every heavenly blessing that you can think of or know about, because you don't know every blessing. Yeah? Every blessing, you've, you are already blessed. That's past tense, yeah? And in the Greek, past tense. You're already blessed with that blessing. It's already stored for you in Christ Jesus. And you can access it and you can live in it and apply it by the Holy Spirit. Every blessing, every, every blessing. Do we even know? Can we even imagine? Are you looking at life with God through a keyhole and you don't really know the blessings, the riches, the glory of God? This is why Paul is praying from verse 13 or 14 onwards and he's saying, I'm I'm praying that the Father would give you the spirit of revelation and understanding so that you would know. Because here's the thing, you don't know. But on the journey, if you, if you accept to be adopted, if you walk with the Father, if you uh, let the Holy Spirit live in you and worship Jesus, you will get to know. You will get to know Jesus and you will get to know the power and the immensity and the glorious nature of what he's done for you. That you are a child of God. You know, when you think about people who are rich and you cannot even imagine, imagine what does that mean? Like, uh, I don't know the names, but for example, you know, if they say Bill Gates or Elon Musk or whatever, and then they say, I don't know. I can't really count the zeros, but like billions and, okay? I stopped at two or three zeros. That's it. That's my maximum, <laughs> you know? So when they say 10, 20, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, so I, I don't know. So what do you do when you have all of that? Like what do you, what? I don't know. Until one of them would adopt me, and I am in that place, and I have my hand on that. Now, now, then, I know what I can do with that. Because they access things that I cannot imagine, because I never thought of them, because I don't have the resources. All the more, over, when I get to know what God has for me, because now I'm a son, and he's telling me, don't you know? Don't you know that all what I have is yours? Don't you know that I gave you my image, my name? You know, there are certain family names that, you know, if you have that name, you're, you know, you have certain. certain status, just because so. If your family name is Tofik, people are, what? What's that? Come again? Yeah? So if your family name is the royal name, 
Here is the thing. You don't deserve this, but God in his grace and mercy, his choice, the pleasure of his will, as we were just reading, is to adopt you and I. Maybe you think it's okay to adopt you because, you know, you, you feel good about yourself, but he adopted me. You know, now, now that, if nothing speaks grace to you, you should look here and you know he is so unbelievably gracious. Because I tell you the truth, without Jesus, I would have already been dead in a garbage bin. Because I wasn't for any good. God chose you. He chose you before the foundation of the earth. He chose you. See, when you adopt a baby, some people might adopt a baby before they were cute. I wasn't cute. <laughs> and I kid you not, you're not cute as well. Well, some of you are, but anyway, okay? You adopt a baby and you don't know how they would be. You know, maybe they're cute when they're young, but you know, as they grow up, they lose the cuteness. You know, parents here would know that. <laughs> they lose the cuteness. Not just they lose the cuteness, you know, you get to that teenage time, you know, when your kid wake up and they get this amazing, amazing discovery. I know life. <laughs> I know the word. I live that, so I know this. Okay? Like, you, you wake up one morning. Yeah. And they are opinionated about everything because they know life. And they say no about everything. And though they get to be that obnoxious, he chose us. Not just that. He knew my failures. He knew. He saw me when I'm lying. He saw me when I'm lusting. He saw me when I'm doing the wrong things. He saw me when I'm stealing. He saw me when I'm dishonoring him. And he chose me. I have no idea why. But he did. You know, when we were young, you would choose someone who, especially as a kid, you know, we play football. That's all what we know. So when I was in the school, primary school, we had two breaks, and both of them would play football. You get very excited when you're young, you want to belong, so you go to play football, and then you get found out very quickly that, uh, yeah, you're not really a good footballer, okay? And then here comes that you stop being chosen. You know, they get to the time, okay, I'll take, I'll take David, okay, now I'll take uh, uh, Steph, I'll take uh, And then at the very end, you're standing there, and, and fingers are going, and you're there. <laughs> I 
and you're not chosen. Because I used to suck in football. Only one day they had to play, let's say, 10 against 10 and 10 v 10, and, and there are only 19 people. And then you get that last person who lost the toss, you know. Uh, you know. So they are choosing second, and they're head down. Okay. <laughs> I'll take Magdi. And you don't want to be chosen because all the blame will get on you. God chose you. And I can assure you, you're not a good footballer. You're most probably worse than I was. And I was the worst. Like, you're not even chosen because you can do things. No, no, no. He's choosing you. And he's not just choosing you to be part of his entourage, to be part of his workforce, to, to be a slave in his amazing estate. To do, no, 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 he's choosing you, not just to be blameless, but to be set apart and to be his son and his daughter. And then by being his son and his daughter, he wants you to get all what he has to grow in, in the likeness of Jesus and to be able to live the life of Jesus. What a life. The only meaningful life that you can live is to live Jesus Christ. To fellowship and share with him in his suffering. And as well to bring the glory of the name of the Father tangible. The kingdom is at hand. The freedom that God made is at hand. The healing that God provides is at hand. The provision that God cares for us and he is our shepherd is at hand. You are adopted. You are adopted. Not just to be safe in a, in a sheltered place. No, no, no. You are adopted to be loved and receive mercy, but as well to receive his Holy Spirit so that you can not just enjoy crying, Abba, Father, but that you can live and be conformed and transformed into the likeness of Christ so that you can live the calling that he even shared from the very beginning, Genesis 1, that you would be fruitful that you would be fruitful, that we would be fruitful, that we would multiply, that we would fill the earth, fill Watford, and take dominion, cast out the enemy, cast out darkness, and his light would shine on this area because you are a child of God, and we are children of God. You're adopted. You would never be put out. Jesus said, you know, a slave doesn't stay in the house forever. That's Luke. But a son. You know, my kids, I thank God they haven't really messed up a big thing. In, but as people, as normal human beings, of course they messed up. You know, they never 
They never question, should we go back home or not? They know their place is always, always safe, secure. They have a place in Susie and my heart. They have a place in our house because they are sons. Doesn't mean that what they've done is right. It means that we're going to work on it. But they are sons. They will never be put out. You're a son. You're a daughter. You're always welcomed. Let me finish by this. You are called to live a life experiencing and really discovering that amazing love, that amazing grace that you are adopted. This is what we're reading in, in Ephesians when he's saying that's to the praise of his glory. But we think that, you know, God has just redeemed us so that we can keep singing songs and clapping. No, 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 no. No, that's, that's not the meaning of this. The meaning is that, is that you would get to experience his love, his mercy, his grace, that you cannot stop being happy. And that's his praise. That's what brings him glory. That you are full of his life, his abundant life. So we are called together to live and help each other to live, experiencing what God has for us. And as we're being filled with that, as we're being filled with that, you're discovering more and more your identity. Your identity is not about who would say what or what would they project on you. Your identity is not in the likes that you get from, you know, I don't know, TikTok and PicPock and all of that stuff, or your Facebook. No, your identity is not in what you're wearing or how fit you are. Your identity, you discover it. I'm, I am a child of God. Do you know? Do you know who I am? Do you know the name that I carry? Do you know my father? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is worth more. Nothing is worthwhile. I'm a child of God. Stand up. I want to encourage you that if you haven't met Jesus in a personal way, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord, and Savior. The Father's arms are open wide. And you can be adopted here, now, this, this hour. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Which means that you don't want to live anymore without Him being your Lord. And you don't want to live anymore without knowing that he has given you mercy and he forgave your sins and he will forgive your sins. But as well, if you accepted Jesus at one time in your life and you stopped for a while, 
you know, he started living other stuff. His arms are open wide. Come back. Come back. If you're, if you're a bit bored or you feel you're stuck, you're living with God, but, but life, life is a bit, not the fullness, not the abundant life. Ask the Holy Spirit, as Paul was praying. Holy Spirit, would you reveal to me? Would you move me on? Would you shape, would you shape Jesus in me? You are adopted to become like his son. The Holy Spirit will shape, will transform you into the likeness of Jesus. What a life. Pray. Pray that you get this. So I'm asking the praise team, the worship team to come and just want you to stretch, open your hands say, I want to live your life. I want to live that love that you have for me. I don't want to live as a poor person, though my dad is rich. I want to live the love that you have for me. I want to breathe, eat, and drink the presence and the grace that you have for me. I want you to get hold of me so much that you would shape me and transform me into the likeness of Jesus. That I would live like him. I hear what you are saying and I would say what you're saying because I'm hearing you. I can see what you're doing and therefore I would do that because this is what you're doing. I can be in communion with you and I can speak about you because I came from your embrace. Pray that for yourself. doesn't matter where you're coming from it doesn't matter what your past is it doesn't matter what horrible situations you've been going through or that you are in now what really matters is what Jesus has for you because it transforms everything it's a game changer death is defeated and you are called to life and light oh look Oh, behold, pay attention to what manner of love God has loved us with, lavished on us. Say, Lord, I want to know your love. You love me. I want to know your love. Experientially, I want to know your love. You said the life is abundant. I want the abundant life. This is what you have for us. This is also what you have for us, Lord, as a church. Lord, we want together to step together into that amazing, glorious grace that you have. 
for your children, for the sons of God, to the full measure of Christ, the full measure of Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or joining us on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. in person and online.